As we gather today on this Sunday, in which many Christian people around the world celebrate All Souls Day, we too pause to remember those who have passed from this world before us. We honor our ancestors whose lives made ours possible, our biological kin who gave us the very stuff that makes our being possible as well as our spiritual, emotional, and philosophical forebears, whose ideas sparked ours, whose words inspired our actions, and whose courage and sacrifice made it possible for us to have the lives we do. We honor those who made choices that made our lives better. We honor those who gave children up for adoption and those who took them in, gave them families to be part of, raised them and loved them without regard for biology. We honor those who chose lives of service as teachers, healers, thinkers, and builders. We honor those who were called to the work of justice, whose lives were given to make this world a better place. We honor all of our ancestors today on this day of all souls. In the language of the Akan people of Western Africa, Sankofa is a word that expresses the concept to go back and reclaim the past so that we can move forward, so we understand why and how we came to be who we are today. Sankofa is a process of connecting with the past without dwelling in it, of using the lessons of our ancestors to inform how we live today. In the spirit of Sankofa, as we honor our ancestors, I invite you to look for lessons that will help us live better lives now. Many societies in our world look to grandmothers as a source of wisdom from the past, from the Native American nations of the plains to the people of the Himalayan mountains in Asia, from the Akan of West Africa to the native peoples of the Amazon River Basin, many cultures pass the collective wisdom of the generations from mother to daughter, and they look to their elder women with reverence. The premium placed on the wisdom of grandmothers is not related to non-European cultures either. I know it's the case in Italian culture, or at least in the kind that made its way into my family. While grandfathers always got their say in my family, elder women have been seen as central to the transmission of time-honored traditions, wisdom, and advice. Holiday celebrations, for example, have been handed down from mothers to children for generations. My family's Christmas Eve celebration traces its roots through my mother to my grandmother and my great-grandmother. I'm sure it would trace its way further back still, but the ties to generations past that of my great-grandmother are ties of pure memory and no longer ones of lived experience. Those of you who are grandmothers surely would agree that the admonition to listen to your grandmother is an apt place to start in honoring our ancestors and in learning how to live. But there is more than good feelings behind looking to grandmothers in particular to guide us. The view is, believe it or not, supported by science as well. 
When we speak of a physical connection to our ancestors, we most often think of the genes that reside on our chromosomes, chromosomes that we inherit equally from both of our biological parents. When we look at those genes, each successive generation we go back holds slightly less of our total genetic makeup per person. Almost all of us have 23 pairs of chromosomes in the nucleus of every cell in our body, one in each pair is from our biological mother and one from our biological father. Thus, 11 or 12 of those chromosomes are from each of our grandparents and an average of five or six from each of our great-grandparents. But also, in each and every one of your cells are tiny things called mitochondria. Some of your cells have many thousands of them. You might remember them from biology class as the place where the energy in your cells, the energy that makes life possible, is produced. But what they don't teach in basic biology is that each of those mitochondria contain a little piece of DNA, and that all of the mitochondria in your body are descended from those found in the egg that was fertilized to become you. So each of the 75 trillion cells in your body contains something directly inherited from your mother and her mother and her mother and so on. Mitochondrial DNA is used as a way to trace maternal lineage. It changes only very slowly and at a predictable rate. Ultimately, we can all trace our mitochondria to one woman, a woman who lived in eastern Africa some 250,000 years ago. Science. Tracing our maternally inherited genetic information through mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, and so on can show us that the human family is indeed interrelated. On our table of ancestors, then, are pictures of my maternal grandmother and her mother, my great-grandmother, whose genetic material lives on in me, barely changed, if at all, from when it was in them and whose mitochondrial DNA has reached the end of its line in a generation with only male children. Each of us comes here with stories, passed down through the generations of our family, stories of where we came from, stories of celebrations and sorrows, transmissions of cultural heritage. It is my belief that one of the best ways for a community to connect with one another is to share those stories. How can we do this? We can make special places for that sharing, discussion groups, classes, other types of events. We can share our culinary heritage with one another through potluck dinners, circle suppers, and auction events. We can take the time to teach our children and to tell them our stories so they might learn from each other's ancestors. We can share our inherited wisdom with one another through writing, speaking, poetry, dance, or song. I invite you to share the wisdom of your grandmothers in future worship services as testimonials, as readings, or as art. It's important for us to share the wisdom of our ancestors so that we might have clues as to how we should act in the present. This is Sankofa. We can learn from our own grandmothers 
and pass that wisdom to one another. We can also, however, learn from the other grandmothers with whom we share our earth. In 2004, 13 grandmothers from all around the world assembled for a special conference in the Catskill Mountains to share their collective wisdom with the hundreds who came to listen to them. The International Council of 13 Indigenous Grandmothers, as the grouping came to be called, was inspired by the need in our broken world for healing and the sense that such healing could be made possible by listening to the wisdom passed down through the generations. These 13 wise women felt a call to be part of this council. Some, like Rita Pitka Blumenstein, a Yupik elder from Tununak, a village on the southwestern coast of what we now call Alaska, were told by their grandmothers or great-grandmothers that one day they would be called to a great circle of elders. So what did this council of grandmothers have to say? While their words and stories fill at least one whole book that I know of, the grandmothers had a some important pieces of advice that I can boil down there um, today. Remember that everything is sacred and treat it as such, the grandmothers reminded us. Understand the interconnections and the interdependence of all creation. Understand that when you act, what you do has effects far beyond you and that all beings are related to you. Learn from the traditional greeting of the Lakota people taught by grandmothers Rita and Beatrice long visitor holy dance to the council Mitakuye Oyasin, all my relations, which is used whether meeting one person or many. Honor the earth, the grandmothers reminded us, and treat it in ways that protect it for our children and grandchildren. We have traded the welfare of future generations for immediate profit, grandmother Agnes Baker Pilgrim of the Takelma Siletz people of modern-day Oregon says, because of spiritual blindness, people look to the bottom line rather than looking at life, she teaches. Recognize oppression, the grandmothers taught us, and the many forms in which it is perpetuated by institutions in our society. Recognize where European and Euro-American norms and cultures are colonizing the cultures of the rest of the world dooming them to irrelevance or extinction. Recognize that war and violence are never the answer to our problems. Wars have existed for a long time. Grandmother Maria Alice Campos Freire of the Santo Daime people of the Amazon rainforest says, I believe the idea of war comes into man's mind when he becomes far from God, she continues. He thinks he can be more than his brothers and sisters, rather than believing we are equal and all creatures of God. Grandmother Maria Alice concludes, when we can feel we are brothers and sisters with all the creatures and with the beauty of God, we will know peace. Finally, the grandmothers teach us to be in touch with the spiritual in our lives, to find an authentic way whatever your theology, to communicate with something greater than you. 
The grandmothers certainly didn't come to a consensus on theology. They came from many different theological traditions, including indigenous religions of several continents, Buddhism, Hinduism, and Christianity. Despite this, the grandmothers agreed that prayer was a good idea, the intentional reflection on our love for all that is around us was one way they defined it. The grandmothers believed that sacred ritual should be used to bring people together, to encourage sharing and listening. And they believed that prayer asks people to think about things outside of themselves and is therefore always to be encouraged. These were some of the many lessons of the Council of Grandmothers. Now, we don't have to convene a council of native peoples from around the world in order to listen to our ancestors. In our own Unitarian Universalist world, I learned about the concept of Sankofa from the Unitarian Universalist Sankofa archives, a project thought up by my friend and colleague, the Reverend Michelle Bentley, and made a reality by the work of many people she has assembled to help her. The Sankofa archives housed at the theological school I attended, are a collection of the stories of Unitarian Universalists of color with the intent of sharing the stories of ancestors of the spirit with people who come to us today. As it is written on the archives website, we Unitarian Universalists, clergy and laity of African, native, Asian, Latin, and Hispanic descent wish to record, collect, and share our knowledge and assist others in grasping the enduring and universal truths that lie below superficial appearances of experience. We wish to share of ourselves and our information freely with other women and men to help them tell their stories of joy and sorrow and to also show them the metaphors and the ropes as medicine women, men, as wise uncles and aunts, as elders who sponsor growth and development of another's child, nieces, nephews, your child, my child, and many a dog-eared seminarian. The archive exists because its creators understand the need for elder wisdom to be passed to generations still struggling with equality and justice. It exists because its creators understand that the wisdom of the ancestors is not just the stories of biological grandmothers, but the spiritual grandmothers as well. It exists because its creators understand that the best way to bring people together, to bring a diverse people together, as we Unitarian Universalists are, the best way to do that is to collect the stories of all of our ancestors and to share them. The archive exists because its creators understand that those who came before us have something to say about what we're going through today. So let us share the stories of our grandmothers, that those stories might inform the way we live today. Let us share their joys, their celebrations, their struggles, and their sorrows, so that we might be fuller human beings. Let us honor their contributions to our lives. Even as we work to make our world better in the present, 
let us live the concept of Sankofa on this All Souls Day and from here forward. Blessed be.